Big day, big night. Yes, all of it is a focal point for us here in the fast lane. You've heard some great guests already, and there will be more coming fast lane, Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts because we'll have women's basketball and men's basketball guests uh, with interviews getting you ready for the start of the season. Again, got to fall on the sword this time. We keep receipts, and no, I don't have the sound bite ready from Coach Prime, but we do keep receipts that, you know, I should have had more up from our ACC football kickoff and that's on me. So we're doing it for ACC basketball podcast exclusive content because we are loaded up the rest of this week with such luminaries that cannot top our next guest who does get an introduction, even though he may not need one. The moment <laughs> he speaks, you'll know who he is. He is a friend of ours here in the fast lane. He has a lovely smile and he is always proud to hold up the WFXR microphone because he is the sports director for Fox 27 WFXR, Jermaine Farrell. With us in the fast lane, Jermaine, a pleasure to speak with you. Um, well, first of all, I just noticed you had some uh, law enforcement go down the escalator, so maybe they were security or something. Uh, you know, they're, they're there to guard my back. <laughs> they, they, they got your back. Who, who got your back? I got your back. <laughs> in, hey, hey, in about 10 seconds, you're going to see them coming up the escalator. Yes, we're just going to repeat this cycle, <laughs> much like the circuits that you'll probably be That's seeing right. this coming weekend at Martinsville Speedway. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, there are a number of places that we can start. We'll get to Martinsville. We'll get to the big Western Kentucky Liberty at Western Kentucky right. game in a moment because those are certainly focal points for us. But we're at ACC basketball tip-off, and, of course, it's Tuesday. The men will speak tomorrow. The ladies, they've spoken today. How much have you seen this event evolve, I would say, in a good way to the point where women's basketball is included and it kind of reflects the fact that more sports have been included in what's being covered and what's being asked to be covered. Well, you know, the, the big thing is Mr. Fast Lane, Ed Lane. I, I think the biggest thing is women's basketball has grown so much, and it's neat to see how it has grown. I mean, we know how good, like, Virginia Tech has been over the years, but the last year and so they've gotten the national attention that they deserve, especially when you go win an ACC championship, you make it to the Final Four, and you had the run they had. So it's really big when you can see what they are doing and how they're doing it. And, yeah, it's taken off. I mean, the ACC, this league is one of the toughest leagues out there. I mean, when you look at Virginia Tech's pod, because there are five team pods in the league. There's 15 teams. Virginia Tech's pod consists of Virginia, which I feel is an up-and-coming team, and I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. Uh, they were 15 and 15 last year, and they had a lot of injuries, and they had did, had a lack of depth, and they definitely took taking care of that. And of course, you know what Virginia Tech has to offer with the table. I mean, you got Liz Kitley, Georgia Amore. Uh, you also got Kayla King, and you got a bunch of transfers and those freshmen that are growing up in front of our eyes. But then they got to play North Carolina twice. They got to play NC State twice. They got to play Duke twice. That's the t that pod is so tough that their conference record might not be as good as some of the others, but they're going to be battle-tested when it comes to the ACC tournament. And if you remember last year in that run, after they lost to Duke at, in Durham, they went on this big run. Their next loss was obviously in the Final Four. And a lot of those games they played, they played North Carolina State twice and Duke twice and North Carolina and Virginia twice. You referenced Virginia Tech and Virginia in women's basketball, if we get a chance, we'll get to men's basketball. We might table it for tomorrow because there's a reaction to the Liberty-Western Kentucky game that will come tomorrow in the fast lane. Jermaine, Virginia women's basketball, am I oversimplifying it? 
you knew that Coach Mox upgraded the talent mm -hmm. from Tina Thompson's not-so-grand end to when Coach Mox took over. But there wasn't a lot of depth. And as the wear and tear mounted of a season, as they got into ACC play where you're going to get more wear and tear, right. the wheels kind of came off, maybe predictably, that as great of a start as Virginia had in women's basketball last year, it was, I didn't say predestined in that way, but it almost felt like it could. And when things went south, they just didn't have the reinforcements to stop it. And that was the biggest thing. I mean, they started off 12-0, and 0, but then they only won three conference games. And a lot of the conference games they lost, they were in it at the end. Ed. So I think, again, when I look at that team, and you know Coach Mox's pedigree and the fact what she did in Missouri State, she was the best team in that that state. I mean, she was better. Her, her program's better than the University of Missouri Tigers. So when you see what they did there and then you see what she did here, it's kind of similar. Think about what Coach Kenny Brooks has done. Kenny Brooks, of course, a great coach at JMU, won several conference championships, took teams to NCAA tournament. It's almost a similar progression because he started off with Harley, not much there at Virginia Tech, and look where they are now eight years later. You know, so I, I could see the same trajectory. There's tradition at UVA when it comes to women's basketball. If you go into their uh, practice facility, you see all the great names up there, the, the uh, you know, the Don uh, Staley's, you know, and, and all those type of players, you know, which escape me right now. But there is a pedigree. And you can have success at UVA women's basketball. There's going to be support there. So I think women's basketball in the Commonwealth with Virginia, Virginia Tech, is going to be neat to see these two teams. And even when Virginia was down a little bit, they still gave Virginia Tech a run when they met all those times. So it's great to see these two teams in an upward trajectory. But women's basketball in the ACC is so tough and so strong. And it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out as we get further in the season. But Virginia Tech's got a big one, the second game of the season. And they, they'll be back here right across the street at the Spectrum Center. A statement game, uh, a marquee game playing Iowa, you know, in the Ally tip-off uh, event. So that's going to be fun to see that. It is. It's funny you bring that up, of course. Shameless plug, because when we spoke with Coach Kenny Brooks earlier in the Fast Lane, and that will be up Fast Lane, Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts if you missed it. Uh, I, you know, I got to get my shameless plugs in. You got in. to. You got to do it. Who Speak else is going to plug you if no one else will? I mean, hey, have faith in ourselves, much like we do Jermaine Farrell of WFXR, mm -hmm. who's with us here in the Fast Lane. Um, you referenced Virginia Tech, though. Is the biggest challenge for them starting back at square one after the run they had where they got so close to a championship? I think the biggest thing with them, you keep in mind they did lose a lot of players. I mean, you lose a Taylor Soul, you lose a Kiana Trailer. You know, those two team, those two guys, those two young ladies were the straw that stirred the drink. They were glue people. They, they sacrificed their own game for the better good of the team because, you know, Kiana Trailer, you know, she could fill up the baskets, you know, up in the Hoosier State when she was at Purdue. You know, Kiana Trailer, you know, doing the same thing coming from Boston College. I mean, she was an all-ACC player at Boston College. Those two players sacrificed their game to help Virginia Tech make the run they made. And they got some other good transfers. You know, uh, uh, Olivia Sumriel from uh, Wake Forest, she's going to be a key transfer. They got a, a player that escapes me from uh, Michigan State. She can fill up the basket as well. So they, But they also got freshmen that are now, you know, a sophomore, a redshirt freshman, all of them. So they got some depth. This team team is real deep in, and I think they they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna lose much. I mean, yeah, the schedule is tougher. I mean, you got LSU and the ACC SEC uh, challenge down in, in Baton Rouge. You're playing the defending national champs, but this team with Kenny Brooks and the way he has steadied things and kept 
the motion going. I think they're going to have just as much success. And, I mean, they're a favorite to win the ACC. And if, you know, you ask me who I picked to win right now, I would pick them until otherwise. You always go with the champs until otherwise noted. Yeah, I mean, unless there's such a drastic overhaul for champs, which I'll brush back a little bit, but right. it's not even applicable because Virginia Tech returns so much in terms right. of production and talent that it's not like this is a championship roster that right. is the name champion, but no, none of the same players. There's now, so many key players It's going to take them some time probably to gel because you have to gel as a team. And when they went overseas, they had an overseas trip this past summer. They gelled and they learned some things. But even Coach Brooks said on the stage, he said, hey, you know, the first time – I mean, there's only three players that I've actually coached in a game. Kayla King, Georgia A. Moore, and, of course, Liz Kitley. He hasn't coached the other players in the game, so it's going to be interesting how that shakes out. And I think they will do well, and I think they're they're going to be a, a team really – they're going to be a force. And, uh, and also a big goal they want to do, Ed, was obviously, you know, you want to be a top-four seed. You get the host. And that was so big last year. He mentioned how the, them being a number one seed helped them, you know, make the run to the through the Elite Eight and make it to the Final Four. So, obviously, that's the goal. I think the goal, obviously, for them, you want to win all of them. But I'm sure the biggest goal, they definitely want an opportunity – to host a first and second round games in the NCAA tournament at Castle Coliseum. You cover a lot of games and sporting events in Blacksburg and across the, the Commonwealth of Virginia mm -hmm. at plenty of colleges from schools like VMI as small as that or Roanoke or Lynchburg all the way up to ones like Tech and UVA. Mm -hmm. How much have you noticed the enthusiasm at a place like Castle Coliseum grow for women's basketball at Virginia Tech and frankly all the, the more Olympic sports that people mention in Blacksburg, because in Virginia that's been a staple that fans come out for lacrosse or soccer or baseball. How much have you noticed that grow at Virginia Tech in large part because of what Kenny Brooks has done? Kenny Brooks has done a fantastic job. I mean, this team has really grown since he came in. And I kind of figured he would do that. But if you look at baseball, you know, baseball, they are a year away from one win away from making it to the College World Series. You know, you look at softball, you know, they were one win away the last two years other than last year, took a little hit. But before that, the last two years, they were one win away from making it to the uh, Women's College World Series. So the spring sports has done well. Track and field is doing well there. Wrestling, another sport that really probably didn't get the attention it deserves. I mean, they've been in the conversation for national championships. So the Olympic sports are doing well, but it all, of course, everything starts with football. So if your football program can grow, and I think obviously Brent Prize doing that, they got a big one coming up Thursday night at home against Syracuse, where if you know Virginia Tech is kind of the standard when it comes to Thursday night football. They, they put it on the map. They said they embraced it, and they have a big one, a game I feel they should win. You know, if you can win this game now, you're 4-4, four and four, and you're two wins away from bowl eligibility. So, but it kind of all starts with football. And when you think of Virginia Tech, yes, the spring sports and the winter sports are doing well, men's basketball, but it starts with football. And I think that's the catalyst for any college big boy or big girl program starts with football. You got to have that football program rocking and rolling. If you're doing that, you got something there. We're going to table more on football for later. <laughs> There's always time for more of it. But 
your point is very well taken because it is a big storyline for Syracuse at Virginia Tech. By the way, we only go for a half hour on Thursday in the fast lane because our broadcast of Syracuse Virginia Tech right here on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and on VTR in Southside 106.3. That takes over at 5.30, getting you set for the 7.30 kick. You're a plug machine. I mean, I set you up. I'm, I'm, like, in a, I'm like Georgia Amor setting up Liz Kitley there. I'm like the assist guy. Yeah, <laughs> you are, but, I mean, I don't convert at a very high rate. That's the big difference. <laughs> You've been converting all day. So. <laughs> you know, I'll take it whenever it happens. Right. Uh, you know, blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, so, so called, I guess. Um, Speaking of midweek football, though, mm-hmm. Liberty at yes. Western Kentucky yes. lost a little bit of its luster with Western Kentucky's loss to Jacksonville State. I'll forgive the early season losses, particularly Ohio State. That's a different classification right. from Western Kentucky. I get that. But it's flipped. Liberty, most people projected in the beginning of the season, they were kind of the second shot, second favored behind WKU to win the championship in, in CUSA. Now, Liberty is flipped to the favorite. That could change, obviously, after tonight, and a Western Kentucky win puts them in the driver's seat to host the championship game. But is Liberty right now the better team? I think right now the way they've played, and this is the thing, the last two games were really the last two home games. We talk about Sam Houston. Uh, You talk about Western, uh, not Western Kentucky. Uh, You talk about... who they play last week? Refresh. Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee. I'm sorry. <laughs> those weeknight games. Over, yeah. Oh, yeah, those yeah, they kind of threw around. They found a way to win. Biggest thing. And with this team, the defense, they took it personal. And they take everything personal. They say, hey, look, we're going to go out and do the best we can to win a game. And what they've done is, is they've won. There's no apologies for winning. It doesn't, I will take, everybody will say this, I will take an ugly win over a pretty loss any day. And that's the thing. They've gone in and they've won these games. Now, you go on a road, uh, a hostile environment. I'm sure it's going to be rough there. They win this game. They set themselves up for, if I'm not mistaken, I think if they win this game, I think they clinch a spot in the conference championship game. Correct. So you win that game, and now you're looking at, okay, we clinch a spot in the championship game. So now our next step is can we lock down the home game? So if you lock down that, see, on that uh, Friday night, you know, December, I think it's December the 9th, where the chip, Conference USA Championship game, they host it. And that's going to be an electric atmosphere, and everybody's used to playing games during weeknights. So it's going to be a fun one. And the key is, you know, li- I think Liberty has to get off to a good start. I think the last kind of couple of games, they really haven't got off to the start. But they were lucky, not to say lucky, but they were strong enough to come back and win these games. you got to get off to a good start because sometimes you dig yourself into a little bit of a hole can't dig yourself out of it. So that's really going to be the key. Get off to a good start and, and play well. And, and they have done it with the running game as well as Caden Salters really has his passing game has gone pretty well. And then the defense has played well, made key stops, especially in that fourth quarter last week against Middle Tennessee. You teed me up for another shameless plug, Jermaine. Is Jermaine <laughs> Farrell of WFXR, Fox 27 Sports Director, is with us here in the fast lane that Conference USA championship game that could be at Liberty University, that is not included because CUSA distributes tickets, not Liberty University, for that particular event. So for those that are wondering about the great deals we have at InsaneRadioDeals.com, <laughs> two tickets for $22.22, that's well over 50% off the list price, 
for any remaining home football game on the Liberty schedule, you've got to get those now for the November 4th, 11th, or 18th games that they have at Liberty University at InsaneRadioDeals.com. Okay, now that I've backed away from the shameless <laughs> self-promotion. Yeah, it's interesting in November to have three straight home games. It is. just a quirkiness of – because Conference USA, they, they decided in October, hey, we wanted to do the weeknight thing, get the exposure, which is a great thing. But it's just crazy to see that in November you have three home games. It's, it's just, in fact, you know, like they have three straight home games and they go on the road to UTEP. And then if they win that, and obviously you have an opportunity to do that. But, yeah, that's big. It is. It's, it's real big. And you bring up the interesting point about Western Kentucky. Because we touched and on And, by the, the way, I'm sorry, the Conference USA Championship game is the second, not the ninth. Yeah, it's, it's, fr it's Friday the second. Right. I said the ninth, but I want to correct myself. I know you're big on how to be accurate on the show. So it's December the second. <laughs> so I just want to make sure I didn't want to say the ninth. The ninth is the day before the VHSL State Football Championship games. So I'm, I'm just all over the place. Sorry. You are because that's a whole different can of worms yeah. for what to expect. I thought you brought up a great point though about Liberty tonight against Western Kentucky and the slow starts that Liberty's had. Um, not that Western Kentucky can't come back, but if they get going early and Liberty falls down, this is a Western Kentucky team that has the pieces in place. Austin Reed has not had a great year at quarterback. Malachi Corley has kind of carried the offense and a lot of draft nicks out there. I'm a nerd, so I'll fully <laughs> confess to this. You got but, your Urkel glasses oh, on, Oh, right? 100%, <laughs> no question. People think he's a day two, second round, second or third round pick in the draft. That, right? Yeah, I, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> um, I actually don't think he's as explosive as Demario Douglas from Liberty, right. who's been with the New England Patriots. And he's been making, a, a, he's been making his mark with, with the Patriots. He has. But anyway, to, to Western Kentucky and Corley. Right. Tonight, Sorry. To, No, you're good. To stick on the subject of the game this evening, you're right about Liberty with Western Kentucky. The fact that they were so outspoken and right. not believing they brought their best game and they believe they were not properly focused and prepared right. for Middle Tennessee, mm -hmm. does that play to Liberty's advantage that they had one of those clunker-type performances and they, they acknowledged it and know it was a clunker as opposed to pretending like it wasn't an issue. Well, I think, I mean, sometimes the first step is knowing you have a problem. And, when they, <laughs> and, and, and they acknowledge it. They say, hey, look, we've made a mistake. We've screwed up, and this is what we got. But I feel that the bottom line is, and this is the biggest thing, I feel like you're going to get a good game tonight. I think it's going to be a game, let's still say tonight's going to be a good night, Black Eyed Peas, and I think you're going to get that because this is a big game. I mean, Western Kentucky, I mean, people might think, oh, Liberty, you know, Western Kentucky's struggling, Liberty's going to roll in and do their thing. But here's the thing, Western Kentucky's motivated because they still have a shot at making an opportunity to get into that championship game and even hosting it because obviously this is a such a big game. And, again, if you're Liberty, you want to get it, give it all you got. And Western Kentucky, Western Kentucky too – but, yeah, sometimes you got to own your mess. You know, I remember as a kid growing up, hey, you know, I tell my mom, Kathy Farrell and Joe Farrell, God, God rest Joe Farrell seeing your soul. But, hey, you have to own your stuff, and you have to own your mess. And trust you and me, I made a lot of messes when I was young, you know, growing up in Roanoke, Virginia. So you have to own your stuff. And if you own it and you understand and you, you look back at your mistakes and see what you've done and what you can do to improve it, you're going to have a chance to have success. It's indeed. It's a part of it. You okay with predictions? Is that your thing? I, what happens I, tonight? I, I think. Or even flow of the game. Well, I think, you know, I think Liberty will probably win the game. 
But I think it's going to be a close game. But I say that, but at the same time, Liberty, the key is, again, as I mentioned, get off to a good start. If the Flames get off to a good start, you know, and we see here Allen York say, light them up, touchdown, Liberty Flames. You know, I think that's how he says it. But uh, the voice of the Flames, Allen York, love him to death. But the, the thing is you have to – you've got to get off to a good start. And I think on the road especially – because, like I said, those last two home games, I mean, Liberty could easily lost those games. But they found a way to win. And you got to find a way to win, and you got to get off to a good start. Indeed. That's crucial for Liberty this evening. Uh, we appreciate it. It's always crucial. Jermaine Farrell, WFXR, with us here in the fast lane good deal. from the ACC women's basketball tip-off right. this Tuesday. Jermaine, if the schedule allows... We might we're be able to try connect to squeeze with you. Me in tomorrow, right? There's a possibility we, we for might sure. To, might get recalled, and, and also we didn't talk NASCAR. But I guess you don't have time for that. You know, again, there's tomorrow. That's there's true. NASCAR. <laughs> there's more college football. There's college basketball. There's high school football, which yes. normally we get to on Tuesdays. Week ten. But it's, it's week ten. It's going by real Good. fast. I feel like I was just out there shooting in the heat of practice, and now we're in week ten of the high school football season. Yeah, and it's starting to feel chilly out there too. Hey, well, no, the t uh, Friday's supposed to be nice. Supposed to be in the 80s, so. Yeah, it's going to be a nice one. Makes thank my goodness. heart and body warm. <laughs> Jermaine, thank you for your time today. In the thank fast you, Ed. Appreciate in you. Indeed, our pleasure. Jermaine Anytime. Farrell here in the Fast Lane. That does it for us today. Fast Lane, Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And, of course, we're back tomorrow afternoon, 5 to 6. Keep it locked to Fast Lane, Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts and Facebook, Twitter, Insta. For more great content, ACC basketball tip-off, and, yes, Western Kentucky hosting Liberty as well.